welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today I want to talk a little bit about, about segregation and unity and all these. This is an interesting, an interesting principle. There's an article that I found on the Christian Post uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe it was last week or so. It's called The Dangerous Cult of Neo-Segregation. And this is neat because it speaks to where our current culture is. Of course, one of the things that the current president said is, we're going to come in and have unity. Uh, tell the rest of your party because you guys are still trying to create lists of anybody that is on separate sides and you're trying to alienate anybody who doesn't agree exactly with them because the left has taken over the Democratic Party and frankly the Republican Party is missing an action. This is why I'm not part of any of them. They're all kind of screwed up. But everyone's yelling for unity and segregation and let's have perfection by removing anything and everything that could possibly be offensive. So here we have Mr. Potato Head and Dr. Seuss are the latest to get canceled. Um, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. And uh, this article was very fascinating because he comes in here. I'm going to read some of this. It says, we see it everywhere thanks to corporate America, mainstream media, so-called civil rights groups, academia, and relevance, worshiping church, uh, a relevance worshiping church. We are a nation increasingly judging one another and separating ourselves by the color of our skin. We're surrounded by marketing that elevates one group while excoriating another group. It's okay, we're told. It's all in a day's work towards diversity and inclusion. He says, funny thing is how many get excluded in those pursuits? Yeah, you can have diversity and inclusion as long as you agree with us. If you don't agree with us, you're just evil and racist and white supremacist and you got to get out of here. And that's what they're saying. And by the way, this is written uh, by a, a black author, uh, Ryan Bomberger, an executive columnist over there. And it's a fascinating article. And he kind of talks about a lot of the, uh, the direction culture and society is moving. And the part that really made me want to read some of it is down here. He says that every turn we're being commanded to check our color, check our privilege, check our to-do lists of guilt-orientated tasks. Corporate America has taken a genuflection to a whole new low. Remember when Chick-fil-A CEO Dan Cathy got on his knees and started shining hip-hop artist Lecrae's shoes in this seriously cringy display of reconciliation gone wrong? He told other white people to do the same. <laughs> if you try to shine my shoes, I will kick you. I repeat, I will kick you. This doesn't erase racism. This doesn't change the past. It just makes someone feel really uncomfortable. And that's where we are. We are in a culture that is divided. But the scripture calls us to be unified. Unified. It doesn't matter if you're male or female or Jew or, or Greek. It doesn't matter. What matters is that we are a unified nation. But that is why this is the entire playbook of separating the cultures. When we separate everybody out, we start looking at each other saying, you're this, you're that. And us Christians do it too. You're a creationist. You're an evolutionist. You're a Calvinist. You're an Arminianist. You are a Protestant. You are a Methodist. You are a Presbyterian. And then you try and find the grounds to divide. And I'm trying not to do that quite as much so long as the fundamentals of Christ are there. But the problem is, oftentimes the fundamentals of Christ are cast out. If you think the fundamentals of Christ are taught at a church growth church, you are sadly mistaken. They're not. And I've tried to convey this to some people, but all it takes is to look at some of their messaging to find out that, no, they don't tend to call sin, sin. Some of them do, but many of them don't. 
And they're not just taking the same, the same message and just repackaging it a different way. No, it's a completely different message. Oftentimes they just don't know it because they've been so seeped in moral relativism that relativism is just oozes from them. And frankly, it oozes from all of us in this generation until we take a solid stance to philosophically understand what is going on. But we can't sit down and have unity with people who deny the that Christ alone is what saves us, and that's the Catholic viewpoint that Christ doesn't save us alone. You got to have a petition to Mary. You got to do several sacraments. And then on those and on the basis of the work of Christ, you can be saved. We have the Mormons, the Jehovah's Witnesses. These guys want to be seen as mainstream Christians. And, but the problem is we don't. So when we're talking about unity, we're not talking about unifying ourselves. Anyone who happens to proclaim the name of Jesus is instantly in. No, we have to be more discerning. Everyone, of course, knows Matthew 7, 1, do not judge lest you be judged. Everyone runs around with that on their forehead. Ah, oh, don't judge, don't judge. No, that entire chapter, if you actually take the time to read chapters in context, the entire chapter is about judging. It just says judge righteously and properly. And that's really the point we need to make. Judge righteously judge properly those are indeed valid points to consider and so when we are doing things like this when we're looking at this what are the basis of unity what are the basis of discernment well first and foremost what a person is how they are born how they are raised is not a way to separate somebody it doesn't matter if you're black or white or if you're an, an indian or a Native American or whatever else you might want to call yourself, a, um, you know, a Mexican, a Hispanic of some form of other, a Latinx, which I believe most of them do not like that term, Womexin, whatever, however you pronounce that. None of these things matter. What matters in the cause of Christ is one simple statement. Have you admitted that you are a sinner? Have you re recognized you are incapable of doing anything about your sin? Have you placed your trust in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone, knowing that he is fully God, fully man, came to earth, died on a cross for our sins, was was uh, raised from the grave on the third day, met with the disciples, and ascended 40 days later. These are the fundamentals of Christian faith. If that is what you believe, then the first step you need to do is start living your life like it. Transform your life around not denominationalism, but the Word of God. Not around your favorite teacher guru, but around the Word of God. Not around ideas of Jesus, but around Christ himself, as revealed exclusively in the Scriptures. Unity doesn't matter whether you are an adult or a child or a male or a female or what race you are. That is the purpose and that is the principle that Paul is talking about. He's not talking about unity in this section. So the section, of course, we're talking about here is in Galatians chapter 3. And we're going to look at, um, we're going to look at uh, verses 23 to 29. But before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law being shut up to the faith, which was later to be revealed. Therefore, the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ, so that we may be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are the sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all you who are baptized into Christ have 
clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female, for all are one in Christ. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. So what does this mean? This is not saying everybody who claims the name of Jesus is instantly in. This is looking at the segregations of basic people. This is looking at our race. This is looking at our gender. This is looking at all these things that are, for some reason, making a, a roundabout appearance, even though they haven't been important for a long, long time. What this doesn't have to do with is the true and principled teachings of Christ, because there is error, there is fallacy, and it is the duty of the Christian to find that error and call that error out. This is actually something that Paul writes in Ephesians, in uh, it's either chapter 4 or chapter 5. So in Ephesians chapter 5 at verse 11, do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done in secret. But all of these things become visible when they are exposed by the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. So what we're talking about here is, in this context here, is the evil deeds. Don't participate in the evil deeds around us. There's also other statements in the scripture about false theologies being zealous for false gospels. This is what Jesus was concerned about with the Pharisees, looking at, again, it was at Matthew 23, with the woes to the Pharisees. We did a whole series on the woes. These were people that were highly religious, but they were teaching wrong things. They were teaching workspace faith. Galatians, most of the book of the Galatians is because the people of Galatians were trying to perfect themselves by the law. They can't do that. When we find people who are trying to be overzealous to protect the law, and thus fall into uh, basically legalism, or the people on the other end saying, let's overabundance ourselves on grace and fall into pure licentiousness. These are two errors that we have to be aware of. So it behooves us to actually stop and say, we need to stop, we need to consider the differences. We need to see unity, not in the theological differences, which are heretical, but the unity that is called for calls us to unify regardless of race, regardless of gender, regardless of anything else in Christ. It's not, though, just saying, I'm a Christian. It's, do you actually believe in the one true, real gospel as revealed in the scriptures? So I'll leave you with that here today. Thanks for coming along. Have a look over the website at ourwalkingchrist.com. We have books available over there, podcasts, and a bunch of other resources as well. Thanks for coming along, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com. <laughs>